Success in our schools and for our students is a direct result of the energy and commitment of Anoka Hennepin's dedicated employees. This is Superintendent David Law. Each year, our school district coordinates an awards program called Above and Beyond. Employees are nominated and recognized for exceeding expectations. This year's Above and Beyond recipients include a list of 14 exemplar employees. They are rock stars who make a difference for their students. Unfortunately, safety guidelines related to COVID-19 forced us to pursue an alternate recognition for these employees. We hope you enjoy this podcast series and learning how Anoka Hennepin's employees go above and beyond. This is Assistant Director of Communication and Public Relations, Kay Valella. I'm here with Andy Berg, who we are proud to name an Above and Beyond Award recipient. Andy serves as a technology facilitator at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. Welcome. Hi, Kay. Andy, we want to get to know a little bit about you. First off, can you tell us a little bit about your role and what you do on a day-to-day basis at Anoka Middle School for the Arts? Yeah, absolutely. So my role is the technology facilitator or the technology coordinator. And, and basically what it is, is it's a position where I have the, the, uh, the pleasure to help to support basically anybody that comes into our building. So uh, whether it's staff members or students or administrators or the custodial staff, um, it's, it's, uh, I'm a go-to person to be able to support any type of hardware or software issues. And more so from the teaching perspective, I have the ability to team with teachers and help develop the curriculum where we get to integrate technology um, and try to use the technology tools to enhance student learning. So almost the teachers are kind of your students in a way, it sounds like. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yep. So let's discuss how you got started with Anoka Hennepin. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to uh, Bethel University, and I'll talk about that maybe a little bit later as well. But um, in spring of 2007, I had a student teaching placement where I was able to work with a phenomenal teacher named Mary Beth Murray at uh, Sand Creek Elementary. And it was, it was actually fun because that was my final uh, student teaching placement was with Sand Creek. And before this, I had had um, a variety of practicum placements across a lot of different districts. And also I had my student teaching in a different district. And to end my, um, uh, my student teaching at Anoka Hennepin, it was really good because uh, I was able to see uh, staff there that they were so kind and they were so the atmosphere was just so refreshing to end on that note. And I think I kind of knew then that I was uh, more interested in working in Anoka Hennepin that versus any other district. Um, in fact, I was kind of looking through some old emails and I, that was one of the things that I had commented on with, uh, with Sand Creek is just how caring the staff was there. And then uh, that same year in the fall, I was lucky enough to get hired at uh, Fred Moore, um, so I, a week before school started, I got a call from uh, Mr. Todd Zebzelka uh, asking if I'd be interested in teaching. And obviously I accepted and I've been a part of the, the Fred Moore and Anoka Middle School building ever since then. It's great to hear such positivity about Anoka Hennepin and that you kind of got hooked right off the start. You talked about your college a little bit now, but tell me um, about your high school, your education background, your hometown even. Uh, sure. Yep. So I grew up... Uh, just a little bit north of here in a small town, Cedar, Minnesota. Um, and I think one of the 
I don't know, one of the bigger factors in terms of steering me towards maybe education was my experience early on. I went to a small school uh, called Trinity Lutheran School from preschool through eighth grade, where um, I think my max class size was 16 people. But I, I absolutely loved the experience of having a small class where you knew everybody and you saw them uh, during school, but then also uh, basically anything you did after school, you see them and saw families and you'd see them on Sundays at church. And um, I think that had a really big influence on me in terms of really um, appreciating and thinking that this, you know, the education is really valuable. So um, then I went to St. Francis High School um, and uh, there I just had a strong interest in math, science and technology. Um, and then I went to Bethel University where initially I was a biology major, um, but I did some volunteering with a union gospel mission there. And I knew that after working with students and also seeing that I could integrate uh, some of those science principles with those kiddos, I knew that I kind of want to go to that education route. So uh, that's what I graduated with. Sounds like a great path, Andy. Can you recall a favorite moment while working in our schools? Uh, no, I can't. Um, this is and this is a tough question too because um, it, there's so many things that have happened. And just kind of looking back on my career and maybe a little bit more focused on my current role than when I was in the classroom. Um, I would, I mean, kind of a generic uh, answer here, but I think that my my favorite memory or my favorite moments are really the relationships that I've formed with. Uh, my coworkers and my my friends, um, and there's just been so many things that have happened that are are funny and hilarious and and happy and memorable and uh, even life changing. Um, that it's it's just been amazing to uh, work with these great people that I've worked with over all these years. And I think just like I said, reflecting back and just kind of looking at it broadly, that's one of the big takeaways for me. I definitely heard connections and relationships um, throughout your application and your nomination. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of how you um, create those or go about forming those? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, I don't think it's always uh, on me, which is good to develop those relationships. You know, sometimes we're just we're put in situations where happenstance has it that you uh, you meet somebody uh, that you know is just a phenomenal person and that it's it's somebody that you want to be friends with and spend time with. And it's not necessarily what I am doing or uh, what the other person's doing. But sometimes things just kind of just kind of click and you have similar values and similar interests and uh, you, you just get the opportunity to develop a relationship with people and, you know, not just a couple of people. I mean, there's so many at uh, Anoka Middle School and even in our district, there's so many great people to work with and, and people that I am friends with and that I want to spend time with um, because they're just great people. So good to hear. You talked a little bit about how you got started uh, or at least interested in the technology side of things. It sounds like in high school a little bit, but was there anything else that kind of stood out on on how you got interested in technology and in that connection with students? Yeah, so I think that some of this interest just kind of stems from how you're brought up. So uh, I think when I kind of reflect on this a little bit, I know you know both my my grandpa and my dad, they're both very technical and mechanical minded and gifted. and um, I think trying to have that mindset where you try to figure out how something functions and how to uh, either fix something or how to problem solve has always been uh, something that I've seen emulated by, by those guys uh, in my life. And I think 
um, that applies to technology as well. But maybe more specific with um, dealing with computers, uh, you know, computers have always been kind of a part of my life uh, since I was little, you know, and I remember in early elementary school, a reward for getting an assignment done early was that you could go and you could play uh, Oregon Trail or you can play Paratrooper on the on the old PCs that we had at our building. And um, we, we always thought that that was so cool to be able to uh, use these tools that we didn't necessarily have at home. And then uh, things just kind of kept progressing where it just became uh, these tools were just more common in my life with in, in terms of education. So um, we started learning in maybe late elementary school about using you know, digital tools and, and some graphic design software. Uh, and in high school, I think that's where um, I took some classes where we learned about website design and coding and networking. And I think this is always, you know, this always piqued my interest a little bit in my life. And um, once I got into education, um, there there wasn't as much integration of technology when I first started. And there's a really cool program that was developed and um, it was called the missile program. And this was an Anoka Hennepin uh, program and it stood for the middle school science instructional leaders. And this was led by uh, Gary Manzer and Barbie Smith, both who are still in the district, I do believe. And really what this program did was, um, and you signed up for this program and I think it was a group of 15, 20 teachers, but um Gary and Barbie, uh, they, they, led the, they led this class, and what we did is we reviewed science lessons, and we had peer review and also uh, feedback given to us on these lessons. And one of the cool things that they did is they had some funding sources where we were able to incorporate some technology tools and data collection tools and sensors that normally we wouldn't be able to either afford or use. And I think, by, I think that was a three-year program, and uh, I found myself wanting to you know, increase the rigor and the accuracy of how students did science um, in the classroom. And, and I think seeing, seeing those examples uh, just always help push me towards what other tools can we use to uh, help students be successful in science. It sounds like you're really driven, Andy, and, and working on something that you're really passionate about, too, at the same time. Um, how do you feel technology makes learning more simple or even difficult for students? Yeah, and that's uh, that's a really good question, and I think it I think it really depends um, on a lot of factors. But um, I think the biggest thing that I when I when I when I think about teachers and I think about students learning in the classroom, it's not the technology that's uh, the most important thing. Obviously, it's it's teacher and student relationships and quality instruction by those teachers, and I think that's the most important thing. And I think it's great if teachers are willing to start to utilize some technology to maybe bump up the rigor of some lessons. But again, I, you know, my kind of approach to this is let's focus on building those relationships and making sure that teachers are, you know, they have solid lessons to start with so that we can really, um, when we do incorporate the technology, we can really bump up student achievement, but just some kind of a few examples. Um, this, this whole distance learning thing is always kind of interesting um, with what we've been seeing, but, there's been a lot of really cool things teachers have shared with me using digital tools and using um, new technology that have made things possible that weren't possible before. So just this past week, uh, I was working with one of our EL teachers, uh, Mickey Paul, and she was trying to explain an assignment to a student just over email. And uh, EL stands for English Learners. And 
Um, so this student was Russian. He spoke no English. And so what we did is uh, we had a Google Hangouts and we were on the Hangout session with the student, the teacher, the Russian interpreter, a student teacher. And we we're all working together to show this student how to fill out an assignment and then submit it on Google Classroom. And uh, by the end of a hour-long call, the student was able to do it. And it was just such a cool example to see how we can, you know, use these tools to uh, help make learning simpler for students. And um, there's so many other cool things that are happening right now. And I wish I could, you know, one of the things is if I'm in the building, I'm able to walk around and see cool examples. And right now, I don't really see all the examples unless uh, staff members share them with me. But it's been really cool to see um, you know, one of the teachers that I know has been making videos every single day um, and they're recording themselves and giving personalized messages to the students and just really making sure that they're out there and students are seeing their faces and that's, that teacher wouldn't have done that before. And it's, it's really cool to see um, them use those tools, use iMovie, share things out via classroom. I'm seeing teachers, you know, giving students choices on how they want to finish assignments, which is an easy thing to say when you're in the building. Uh, but now we're really giving them choices and students are doing just phenomenal things, uh, being able to have more choice to be able to to complete an assignment. So there's a lot of cool things right now that we're seeing that helps simplify this. But I mean, just on the flip side, we're also getting students who are uh, contacting teachers and administrators, parents saying their kids are crying because their their technology is either not working or it's too confusing for them right now. So, you know, back to your original question, I, I do think it there's a lot of things that we can do to make it. Uh, simpler for students, but we also have to be mindful of the fact that not every student uh, thrives in situations where, you know, things are technology heavy. Hi, my name is Tess DeGeest with the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation. As the district's nonprofit partner, we're delighted to recognize you as our Above and Beyond Award recipients. You are selected from nearly 8,000 employees for what you do every day for our students and families. As a colleague and a parent, you make me proud. Thank you for what you do every day and keep up the great work. Welcome back. We do appreciate the support of the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation. Students benefit from a highly productive and qualified staff, those who go above and beyond. And we are here with Andy Berg, who serves as a technology facilitator at Anoka Middle School for the Arts, one of 14 recipients of the Above and Beyond Awards this year. Andy, great to have you back. We want to ask you a few questions now just to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. What would the students be surprised to find out about you? Um, yeah, I would say maybe most surprising is um, I've been, for the last seven years, I've been working with uh, Minnesota Vikings as a photographer. So I've had the, the pleasure of photographing the Minnesota Vikings uh, all their home games for the last seven seasons, all the way from the Metrodome to current U.S. Bank Stadium. And I've done a whole bunch of work with those guys. Um, so I would say that's probably the most surprising. That surprised me. I was not expecting that. <laughs> it sounds like a very cool job and something you could use um, those technology skills with, though, too, as well. Yep, absolutely. It, it interweaves uh, very well with my life. What is your favorite piece of technology and why? I would say, um, hypothetically, how about a, a technology that allows my two children, that uh, lets them happily sleep through the night without disturbances and allows them to go to bed right when they lay down and always wake up happy. 
wouldn't that be a phenomenal piece of technology that should be developed? Andy, it sounds like you have young kids. Yep. Yep. Two and a half and uh, nine months. So this year has been, it's been fun and it's been an interesting experience having them at home with me through all this distance learning. Definitely. I'm home with a three and a four-year-old, so I can definitely um, relate to you a little bit on that one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to actually answer the question, I, I would think just, you know, for for me, it'd be just uh, the internet and all the, you know, connected services attached to that. I mean, it's been around my whole life and I just you know, it's had an impact on me and what I've done since I was, like I said, in early elementary school to now. So I would, I would say, I would say that. What was your first job ever? My first, my first paid job was, uh, I worked as a gas station clerk up in St. Francis at the welcome stores. What is your favorite TV show? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard with a couple of young kids at home. There's not much TV watching. Um, I think one of the cool things happening right now with um, with things being closed down is we're seeing a lot more uh, innovative ways for folks to share out content. So um, I know that there's a couple of music artists that I follow on on Instagram. They're doing some really cool things where they're just doing nightly um nightly sessions where they're just playing acoustic and they're interacting with their fans and that's not something that we normally would have seen um if they're out touring so even though it's not a tv show i'm really i've really like i've really liked that that kind of that personal uh connection with some of those artists and then just revisiting some old uh youtube series uh i really like npr's tiny desk concerts where uh they pull in artists to perform a few songs set so Rewatching some of those and seeing some new ones, that's always fun. Mm -hmm. In which teacher's class would you like to enroll even for a day and why? So I'm going to think about this from uh, a little bit maybe different lens. I would like to go back and be in my grade five and grade six teacher's class, uh, but with me now. So not necessarily enrolled as a 10 and 11 year old, but instead be enrolled as, as me today or just sit off to the side and observe. I had a teacher named Mr. Cook. Uh, this was again at, at Trinity. And I think he was one of the guys that really inspired me to become a teacher. Um, and again, just kind of focusing on that, that whole relationship piece. I mean, he was just a phenomenal person. I enjoyed his class. I enjoyed him. I can't, I couldn't tell you all the things that I, I learned through him uh, in his class, but like I said, I, I remember him as a person and the relationships that he had with his students. And I think it'd be a super cool thing to go back and just kind of observe that uh, and be a spectator in his class and see that and see what it is that he was doing that made me appreciate him so much. Andy, that was a really great way to think of that question. It was an very interesting to hear. And finally, before we kind of finish up here, you are involved in tons of extracurricular different activities at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. Can you tell me or explain why you you do that or if you think that's impactful for for staff and students there? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, you know, maybe having a couple of young kids at home, I'm not as involved as maybe what I once was or maybe I should be, but... Um, I think one of the things that I guess excites me is, is trying to think of new and innovative and fun ways of doing things. Um, when I was a science teacher, you know, I, one of my big pushes was 
to develop lessons and and labs where we're doing things that I think are fun to do. Um, and you know, I, I get a chance to work with some great people. So uh, there's a one of the people that works at Anoka Middle School that helps uh, encourage me to join things is a lady named Yolanda Dranjak. She's our curriculum integration specialist um, at our school. And she is a phenomenal lady who uh, finds some really cool ways that we can help develop lessons for teachers and develop ways that we can think outside the box to bring arts into a variety of classrooms. So uh, she and I have partnered up on a whole bunch of projects, whether it's um, trying to do some coding or like, like I said, some new arts projects. And uh, she's, she's encouraged me to work, uh, you know, even with outside organizations. So currently uh, we're in a group together through the Minneapolis Institute of Art, where uh, we're working on ways on a teacher advisory board to think of lessons for teachers using their Asian arts collection uh, and so that we can bring that back to our teachers and say, hey, look at all these cool resources and here's some uh, lessons that have already been created. So, again, I think it kind of goes back to, you know, sometimes you just get lucky and you get to work with some phenomenal people. And I count myself very lucky to be able to work with not only Yolanda, but like I said, a whole bunch of the staff members at, at our two campuses. Andy, it was really, really great getting to know you a little bit better. Congratulations on your selection as an Above and Beyond winner, and thank you from all your students and our schools. Above and Beyond recognition is indeed a special honor. Nearly 200 employees were nominated this year, and a selection committee carefully reviewed applications to arrive at the awardees selected. Who can nominate an employee? Parents, students, employees, volunteers, or community members, anyone can nominate school employees whose performance they consider to be extraordinary. Special thanks goes to the Anoka Hennepin Education Foundation for sponsoring the Above and Beyond Awards. Learn more about their work at ahef.us. For more information about Above and Beyond winners, listen in for additional podcasts in this series or visit ahschools.us forward slash above and beyond.